0: It's that time of year, time to pull out the lights and decorations and make your house look festive. This is Ask This Old House. I'm Chris Ermides. So you've dragged the tangled ball of decorations out of the attic. Maybe you've bought some new lights and now it's time to put your neighbors to shame. But if you're stuck trying to figure out where you're going to plug all those cords in, don't worry, we've got you covered. Whitney lives in Redding, Massachusetts. So Whitney, you're getting in the holiday spirit?
1: Absolutely, yeah. We just bought a new house about a year ago. Okay. Got two little ones at home and anxious to make the house look festive and get ready for the holidays.
0: And what are your decorating plans?
1: So simple, not looking to be any Clark Griswold here, Um, you know, just looking to hang some maybe icicle lights on the edge of the house, maybe some ornamental lights in the trees, nothing too crazy, but just want to make sure that the house looks special for the good times ahead.
0: All right. So we're talking outside lights, right?
1: Yes. You've got the
0: interior covered.
1: Exactly. Yes. So I'm covered there. The problem that I've kind of run into is went to the store, went crazy, got all these new lights for the new house, came home to realize we don't have an outdoor outlet. Our house is about 100 years old, and it wasn't even something that occurred to me. And so kind of what I'm coming across now is we have all these awesome decorations, and now what? How do we safely put those up?
0: You conjured up the uh, National Lampoon's vacation
1: scene
0: (laughs) where Chevy Chase... Has all those plugs plugged into one outlet and you don't want to repeat that.
1: That's what I'm envisioning is (laughs) because we do have a screened in port. So I'm like, okay, we can run an extension cord, um, you know, through the windows. But just wondering, especially because of indoor outdoor lights or indoor outdoor plugs, I should say. You know, obviously with the kids around with the extra kind of lens of safety and making sure that we're doing it right. (laughs) don't want to be that neighbor.
0: Why are you even doing it at all? Like and I, I'm somebody who I totally appreciate my neighbors and I appreciate a well decorated house in the holidays. But yeah. I am admittedly have not been one to go to the trouble. I prefer to, oh, to appreciate no. everyone else's Yeah. So what so tell me about You're your You're a Scrooge. Tell me. So
1: I'm so I'm getting advice from a Scrooge here
0: <laughs> Definitely all Definitely right. not a Scrooge, but yeah, talk to me about your where, where are you coming from?
1: So, I you know, I'm really seeing the the holidays now through the lens of my kids, right? You know, they're at this age of, you know, really wonderment and I want to make it special for them and I think just this has been a crazy year, right? I mean, there's just so much going on in the world and I feel like just the brightness and the sparkle and the magic of holiday lights really, you know, can brighten the world in a, in a small way. And we live on a cul-de-sac and, you know, it's a, just a number of houses, you know, I've already seen, you know, my neighbors are starting to think about that plan about, you know, putting their decorations up. So, you know, we want to make sure that we're a warm welcome to the neighborhood, if you will. (laughs) (laughs)
0: I see so so there's a little bit so definitely uh warm-hearted mom perspective you yeah you want to make something special for your kids and you don't want to be the dark house on the cul-de-sac
1: there might be a little competition there Chris just (laughs) very very friendly but there might be a little bit of that that in me yeah for Uh, sure
0: all right well that's fair I could appreciate that have you done any other projects in your house since you've been there (laughs)
1: We have. We have. The basement must have been redone in the 70s. And I'm talking wood paneling, the drop ceiling. But my husband's number one uh, kind of bucket list dream for the house when we were house hunting was he wanted a bar in the basement. So the number one priority, which (laughs) is kind of ironic, is we hand-built a bar in the basement, which he affectionately calls his speakeasy, which I'm actually talking to from right now. So we have a, you know, we've we got the kegerator, we have a, a hand-cut bar that we like to belly up to.
0: That's <laughs> uh, awesome. You know, with the
1: little kids at home, we don't get out much. So we trek down to the speakeasy and, and have a draft beer. So...
0: That sounds like a lot of fun, and (laughs) and probably, I'm guessing you don't want to start there when you begin hanging your lights, though.
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You can see where our priorities are. We're worried about where are we going to put the bar and how are we going to hang the holiday lights. So.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so maybe bypass the speakeasy before you head outside to hang your lights. So it sounds like you want to run an outlet outside.
1: I think that makes the most sense was kind of talking through it of, to be honest, it didn't even really occur to me with yard work and everything like that. Um, We do have a couple appliances, like a leaf blower that we have that we're right now plugging in through the garage. So that would be great to have an outdoor outlet for not only the holiday lights, but just accessibility for other lawn tools, if you will.
0: Okay, that's smart. Well, the good news is that I know the right person to talk to, and it's Heath Eastman, our electrician.
1: I heard he's the right guy to call. He's the right guy to call. <laughs> yeah. Would love that.
0: Thank you so much, Whitney.
1: Yeah, no, Chris, appreciate the time. It was great chatting with you.
0: After the break, we'll see if Heath Eastman can help Whitney avoid going full Clark Griswold with her holiday lights. Now, I know Heath Eastman, our electrician at this old house, will know how to get Whitney's outdoor lighting situation hooked up, so let's give him a call. Hey, Heath, it's Chris.
2: Hey, Chris, how's it going?
0: Good, how you doing? Good, thanks. So Whitney is doing what a lot of people do, and rigging up a bunch of extension cords to get her holiday lights going. Now, I'm guessing the sight of extension cords sneaking out of a cracked window is something you really don't (laughs) like to see. Am I right?
2: <laughs> yeah, it's not my first choice in, uh, in how we do with that, something like that, yeah.
0: what What is your first choice?
2: So, and it's not uncommon to see, unfortunately, as you see that a lot of times, like you were saying, the storm windows cracked open and an extension cord coming out of the living room to power up the outside lights. What I'd rather see, obviously, is a nice, clean outdoor receptacle that's set up for that in a convenient place that you can get to, and then you can kind of go from there and use that as your base.
0: You, you want to plug directly to an outlet whenever possible, but how often do you see outlets on the exterior of a, an older house?
2: Not too often on an older. On a newer one, we have to have one at the front and the rear of the house, roughly around grade, somewhere where it's accessible that you can get to. So that on a newer home, it shouldn't be too much of a problem. Okay. On an older home, though, if you don't have one, well, now we're going to look at putting one out there somewhere where it's convenient, and it's actually not too bad to do usually. Really? Yeah.
0: Well, where do you how do you even start? Where do you begin?
2: Let's start with what are you going to use it for? Is it going to be used for electric leaf blower or weed whacker? Are you going to want to plug it in there a lot of times? Is it just going to be for holiday lighting? Are you going to use it for a vacuum for your vehicle? You know, what what's the intent for it and what's going to make the most sense as far as location from that starting point?
0: And let's say we want to have a little more multi-use maybe Maybe we're gonna string a few more lights than just one strand. Or,
2: <laughs> do you have the inflatables in your yard? Is that what we're getting at, Chris? I don't. <laughs> but um,
0: let's assume that she's gonna use it for more than just Christmas lights.
2: Sure. So, and, and that makes a lot of sense. It's nice to have it convenient for those kind of things. Typically, we'd place it near a driveway given the option, the house side of the house facing the driveway, if we can get there. And then if we have a basement for that house or even a crawl space, we have a really good path typically of getting outside. We can usually see what the floor framing's like. If it's a basement and the panel's in the basement, we can come off of there for a dedicated 20-amp circuit outside. So we know we don't have any kind of issues if they want to run something bigger or run a a lot of lights or multiple things outside. It's a non-issue. So that's kind of where we'd start.
0: So 20-amp is what you're looking for.
2: Doesn't always have to be. A lot of times on, on a home, 15s are fine, but if we know we're going to be putting it out there with a purpose for vacuums, blowers, other electric equipment like that, and we have everything wide open and we have the option, let's run the 20.
0: All right. And how do you figure out, you, you said, uh, you know, in a community location, I get that, but what about where on the house to put it?
2: We have to look at what we have access to. So uh, in a basement, the foundation is going to be so far out of the ground just because we don't want anything rotting or water getting to it. So then we're going to look downstairs at the frame and we're going to see the floor joists and the framing downstairs. And you can kind of get an idea of how high above grade you have comfortable access to from that basement. Then you can take a look outside, see where things are going to land, use a reference point like a basement window, take a measurement off that, kind of get an idea of... Where it might land, where the height's going to be, where you're going to be in location on the house. So then you can actually look at drilling through the outside rim joist to get a receptacle outside.
0: The rim joist being the perimeter joist at the same level as the floor that exactly. ties the floor together. Part of yeah. It's part of the framing system for the floor.
2: That way we don't worry about popping upstairs through any flooring or drywall. If you can get straight out through a rim joist with a small enough hole, just large enough for the wire, then we're in pretty good shape.
0: And then from there, once you've kind of figured out where you're going to put it and how you're going to get access to it, like where you get the power from.
2: If we don't need anything big, if we're just looking to run something light just for convenience, just to have it, and there's an available circuit downstairs in the basement that you can come off of for general receptacles or something simple, then we can come off of that. If we have a panel that's accessible that has available space in it and we know we're going to be using something a little more, uh, let's run the wire right there and make it a dedicated circuit if we have that space and availability to do so. Okay. We do want to stay away from things like tying into a laundry circuit that wants to stay dedicated and a few other things, nothing off of the heating circuits, nothing off a of boiler feed or anything like that. So
0: Refrigerator?
2: Uh, you could. Yeah, if okay. there's a basement refrigerator, that's really just a general receptacle down in the basement. Uh, just keep in mind that the refrigerator, when it does kick on, is going to use a bit of power. It really depends on what you're using, but if you know that you down the road, you may be using quite a bit and you have the availability to do it. Just if you can do it dedicated, it never hurts.
0: One other question I had regarding just the simple, the basics of of doing a project like this is, do you need a certain kind of outlet?
2: Yeah. So anything going outside, we need two things now. One, it wants to be GFCI protected. And Two, the new requirements also require the receptacles to be stamped with WR, which is weather-resistant. Okay. So you're going to find a weather-resistant slash tamper-resistant receptacle, whether it's just the receptacle or the GFCI receptacle. Um, You don't need the GFCI receptacle outside if it's protected by the GFCI inside. That's when you can use a conventional. If that's not the case, or if you're not positive, put the GFCI receptacle outside. And again, weather-resistant and tamper-resistant. Is this
0: a project that someone, a homeowner, can approach by themselves, or should it only be done by an electrician?
2: No, a homeowner could definitely tackle this. I would, let me put it this way. I would say the homeowner could tackle this comfortably coming off of something existing. If they had a junction box in the basement that they knew was not something that they shouldn't be touching, like, again, like the heating, like the laundry circuit. If it went to a basement refrigerator or a couple of general receptacles in the basement, fine. You can turn that circuit breaker off, feel comfortable working on it, install your wiring, then turn it on and test it. What I wouldn't want a homeowner to do, though, is work on the panel itself.
0: Last question before we go. What's the latest in outdoor Holiday lighting. Is there anything new? I mean, with all the technology, i got to imagine...
2: Yeah, it it changes year to year. I mean, I'm sure you've seen the displays. You walk into a big box store almost into September now, (laughs) beginning of October, (laughs) you start to see uh, all the displays up and and all the huge inflatables and and every other kind of thing you can think of. The big thing, obviously, is in the past few years, everything's really been a big push to LED, which is great, because you can... Add as much as you want and feel comfortable. There's not much of a load to that stuff, so you can do the string lights around your house and not worry about a lot of power being used. And you take it away from the length restrictions. You know, you can add more to it and not worry about having an issue. Mm-hmm. The other thing we've seen are some of the devices and the lighting have little modules attached to them that make them Wi-Fi enabled. You can of actually of course they do turn them on off, change colors, set timers, a million things you can do with the phone. The other one is we see a lot of these now and they're reasonably priced now are the projectors. So you have projectors that can project images, colors, light the face of the house up with different scenes, a hundred different things you can do with them. So those are kind of what we've seen coming out lately.
0: That's cool. All right. That sounds awesome. Maybe I'm going to have to up my holiday light game a little bit here and uh, and install some this year. And send Whitney a
2: picture. Tell her you're not a Scrooge. <laughs> That's a good plan. <laughs> thanks, Heath. All right. Thanks.
0: Got a long overdue project at your house? Submit your project at AskThisOldHouse.com. Ask This Old House is produced by Catherine Fenolosa at Rococo Punch, production support from Sarah Chase. Thanks to Whitney McBride and Heath Eastman. If you wanna let us know what you think of the show, send us an email, ask at thisoldhouse.com and subscribe to our podcast newsletter at thisoldhouse.com newsletters. Don't forget to watch our Ask This Old House TV show on PBS and in the This Old House app. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, and YouTube. I'm Chris Ermides. See you next week.